Verse 22 goes like this. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And we'll just stop there for this morning. Uh, but really for the, for the whole chapter of John 6, there's such a, a wealth of things that is said. You can keep on reading for another for a few minutes and read to the end of the chapter. And uh, you know, as a, as a person who prepares to preach and, and focus on a particular passage of the Bible, these are the, the chapters that I always find such a difficult time just to think, where do I stop? Because there's such a wealth of things that is said in John chapter 6. And Jesus goes on to talk more and more about what he has said. But really for this morning, I just want to focus on one aspect of what Jesus says to the crowd. Now if you remember, the sitting is that Jesus just fed the multitudes. John the Gospel writer records for us that there were over 5,000 people, there were 5,000 men, and countless others, women and children who had followed after Jesus and had come near to Him to see the miracles that He has done and to hear the teaching that He was bringing. And we read Jesus early on in John chapter 6. He, he says to His disciples, how are we going to feed all these people? It's nearly nighttime. They're going to be hungry. We, we need to feed them. And they had only five loaves of bread and two fish. That is nowhere near to feeding 5,000 people. Probably would have been enough for maybe five people. To have a fill of their dinner. But nowhere near enough for thousands and thousands of people. And we read Jesus almost effortlessly. He blesses the bread and gives thanks to God. And he starts handing out pieces of bread and fish. And lo and behold, all the multitude ate their fill and were full. And they had 12 baskets left over. That is an incredible miracle all by itself. And then we read after that, Jesus actually withdraws himself from the crowd which is quite a stark contrast to what you would expect to happen because the crowd was ready to receive Him as the prophet. They professed their faith in Him in some degree. And yet Jesus 
He withdraws himself from them. He leaves them and goes onto the other side of the lake. And now in this passage we read the crowd the next day. They were seeking Jesus. Such a wonderful phrase. Isn't that wonderful? These people were seeking Jesus. And they come to find him all the way around the other side of the lake. They came to the town of Capernaum. And they said, where is Jesus? The disciples had gone away without him. He must be somewhere around. They were seeking him. And yet we read that when they find him, Jesus actually rebukes them. You see there in verse 27, or uh, there in verse 26, sorry, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I'm saying to you, you're not seeking me even for the signs that I have done. But you are seeking me only because you have eaten your fill of the loaves. Only because you had some free meals. Only because you had all that bread and you didn't have to pay for it. You are seeking me for entirely the wrong reason. See there in verse 27 what Jesus says. Do not work for the food that perishes. Rather, what you ought to be doing, what you ought to be seeking with all of your heart is to work for the food that endures to eternal life. Now that's a pretty simple equation, isn't it? Imagine if you had before you two loaves of bread. Maybe you can imagine these two loaves of bread. And you look at them and one of them is very far past the expiration date. It's moldy. There's all this white fluffy stuff on it. It's not part of the topping. You know this bread is bad. You know that it's way past its due date. It's perishing. Well, it's already perished. And then on the other side, there's this hot, freshly baked loaf of bread. Wow, it smells aromatic. It looks delicious. You can't wait to dig in. You know it's going to be good for you. That is a choice that every one of us knows is a no-brainer. You don't pick up the moldy bread except to throw it away. And then you wash your hands and come back and dig into the fresh bread. That's such a simple, simple equation. For anyone to work out, even a child would know, that's not, uh, that's not going to taste good. It's not going to be good for me. And what Jesus presents to the crowd is his, there's, there's two kinds of food that is before you. You can work for the food that perishes and does not last forever. Or you can work for the food that endures to eternal life. That endures forever. That gives eternal life. Now that's a pretty simple choice, isn't it? Very easily, anybody would say, well clearly, the food that lasts forever and is going to give me eternal life, that sounds really good compared to the food that perishes. But what do the crowd say? They start asking Him what He's talking about. And they're saying, well, well, how can we get this bread? And Jesus says, well, you must believe in the one whom God has sent. And they start questioning Him. Well, what kind of signs do you do to prove yourself? Why should we believe you? What work will you do? You know, we read in the Old Testament, we read of the history of our nation. We read of Moses, our ancestor, and how he fed all the nation of Israel during their time in the wilderness for 40 years with manna from heaven. This amazing sustenance that was provided through the hand of Moses for all the nation of Israel for 40 years, day in, day out. And they said to him, what can you do in comparison to that? Can you, you must be able to do something greater if you're able to claim what you have just said. And Jesus starts to unpack their, their faulty understandings 
of that event. And he starts to say to them, look, it wasn't Moses in the first place who gave that bread to you. Don't you understand? It was God Himself through Moses who gives you that bread. And all those hundreds of years ago, it was God Himself who provided for and supplied the need of the nation of Israel during their time in the wilderness. And he says, it's the same God who gives to you the true bread from heaven. And Jesus unpacks what this is. And we read in this passage that the, the bread that comes from heaven is firstly the food that endures for eternal life. It's also, Jesus says in verse 35, and this is the one thing I want us to focus on, the amazing statement that Jesus says, I am the bread of life. The bread that comes down from heaven, the true bread which God gives to the world, is me. That's what Jesus said to them. Now, what does Jesus mean by this? It's not very often you go around hearing people saying, I am bread. That doesn't make much sense. So we need to unpack it and, and, and try and understand what Jesus is saying. And if we just kind of go with this analogy and this metaphor of, of bread, it's something very easy for us to understand. This is such a basic thing. Now perhaps, you know, if we're from different cultures, for us, you know, from China, it would be rice. That would be our staple uh, carbohydrate. But if we think of this idea of bread, what is, what is bread there for? Bread is not there to be displayed for decorative purposes, right? We don't use bread to go and hit other people and fight other people. But what, what is the purpose of bread? Well, very simply, it's food. We, we eat of it. And if we don't have enough bread, we're going to go hungry. And if we don't eat bread after a while, we're going to die. Because bread, food, is absolutely essential to life. Uh, you, don't, you don't need anybody with a university degree to tell you about that. It's very obvious. You need to eat in order to live. And bread is that representative of the most basic thing that they had back in those days. Everybody had bread. They needed bread to live. And all throughout the world, even in our day, we know there are many who go without food. Who would perhaps even kill to get a loaf of bread because they have not eaten for days or weeks. We know bread is so essential to life. And once we have the bread, we know that we will go on living. We know that we'll be, you know, our hearts and our satisfied. We know that we're going to be okay if we have bread. And Jesus is not talking about himself as a literal bread. Because he says to them, don't work for the food that perishes. Even this bread or the most amazing bread in all the world. If you eat of it, tomorrow you're going to be hungry again. If you eat of it, the next day you're going to be hungry again. And even then, that food that sustains you for this life, eventually you will still perish. Even though you've had that bread perhaps every day for your life. Jesus says, I'm not talking about physical bread that will perish. Physical bread that will still leave the eater perishing someday in the future. Jesus says, no, the bread that I am talking about, the bread of God, the bread of life, the bread that comes down from heaven is something of an entirely different order. It is a bread that once eaten, what does he say in verse 35? Takes away all hunger. And once eaten, once had, the person shall never again thirst. They shall never again have lack. They shall be full and satisfied for all 
eternity. And the connection between the two is that just like we need physical bread to live, every human being needs this heavenly bread in order to live forever, in order to have eternal life. Now, my friends, think about what Jesus is saying here. If it is so essential for you to have bread in order to live to see the next day, how much more important is it for you to have the bread of heaven in order to live for eternity? What Jesus is saying by implication is that the one who refuses to have this bread from heaven or who does not eat of this bread, they shall not have eternal life. In fact, they they cannot. Because what Jesus says is that this bread of heaven is what gives eternal life. And apart from this bread, there is no eternal life. Which one of us would go and start eating rocks thinking that that will give us the sustenance we need for the next day? The rocks and other things and, and all of these things are never going to give us what we need. Only bread can give us the nutrition we need. That's, that's such an easy thing for every one of us to understand. And likewise, Jesus says, we all need the bread from Him. We all need this living bread. And Jesus says, that bread is me. Now, I don't know if you realize this today. I don't know what your you know, background is with church, perhaps. I don't know how you feel about Jesus Christ. But what, what the Bible says to you this morning is that you need Jesus Christ or you will be hungry forever and you will thirst forever. But if you have the Lord Jesus Christ, you will never hunger and you will never thirst. And this idea of, of a lack of hunger, this lack of thirst... That's the negatives taken out. But think about it in the positive. To have this bread is to have all that we need fulfilled. To have all that we could ever want satisfied. It is to have eternal blessedness with God, our Creator, the one who loves us and sustains us. It is to have this perfect sense of being. That is what it is like to have that eternal bread. And Jesus says to them, I am that bread which everyone needs. Do you, do you feel your hunger? Do you feel your need? Because the tragic thing for this crowd, as we read through the rest of this chapter, is that almost 99% of them turned away from Jesus. And in fact, even after hearing what he had to say, they said, this guy is crazy. No, thank you. I don't want what he's trying to tell us. And they turned away from him. And the tragic thing is, even though Jesus says, don't be foolish, don't work for what perishes, when the bread of life is right in front of you, that's exactly what they did. And you know, the tragic thing is, is that there are so many in this world, in our day, perhaps even some of you right here this morning, who will turn right away from Jesus, and you will continue working for the food that perishes. You will continue to grab at that moldy bread, you will start thinking, I'm going to spend my life for that career path that I want. I'm going to live my life for this world and this world only. And after 80 to 100 years, you'll pass away from this world and you will be hungry forevermore. It is such a, a foolishly tragic thing to have the bread of heaven right in front of you and yet turn away 
and grab that moldy bread and start eating that bread that is perished. Jesus says, do not be like that. Do not work for that which perishes. Do you feel your hunger? Do you feel your utter need for the Lord Jesus Christ? It is there. You may not even be aware of it. But the Word of God stands true. Every human being, I don't know, I don't care where you come from or what background you are, you need the Lord Jesus Christ, full stop. That's what Jesus Himself said. That's what He Himself said to all the crowds. I am the bread of life, the only bread of life. And apart from me, there is no other. Now, I want to return just there to verse 28, the interesting question that this crowd asks Jesus. And especially this will be so relevant to you if, if right now this morning you're thinking to yourself, if Jesus is that bread, if He is that, that person that I so need, that's something that I absolutely need, otherwise I will perish. The question you're asking is, how do I get Him? How can I put my hands on that bread and eat it for myself? How do I get that which I so desperately need? And the crowd you know, are asking the same thing to Jesus. And they say to him in verse 28, What is the work of God that we must do in order to get that bread? And you can see the logic ticking in their brain. You know, if you go to the supermarket and you want to buy bread, you kind of see the range of stuff. There's the, you know, the $1 loaf, the really nice budget stuff. And then there's, you go on and there's all the fancy stuff, the gluten-free bread, and there's the, you know, the Vogels and all that stuff. And that costs more. It's more expensive, isn't it? It costs more. I think I saw this gluten-free loaf for $7 for a tiny little loaf. Must be really fancy, really high quality. But see, the logic there is that if this bread is so valuable, then surely what we must do to get it must be unimaginably hard. Because you don't get valuable things for free. That's not how this world works. And certainly with God, we know that God is good. And we must please Him in order to deserve blessing. And so they say to Jesus, if this bread that is so valuable, that never perishes, that gives eternal life, what must we do? What work of God must we fulfill in order to obtain that bread? You know the answer that Jesus gives is so astonishing. You know the answer that the Bible gives to every one of us in our desperate hunger and need of God is so mind-blowingly astounding. What does Jesus say there in verse 28? He says in verse 29, sorry, Jesus answers them and he says, The work of God is to believe in the one whom he has sent. And there in verse 35, he says, Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall not thirst. What is that thing, that one thing that God requires of you so that you may have the bread of life? Is it to live your whole life in utter obedience to all of His laws? And if you fail once, you have struck out and you will never have eternal blessedness. What is it that God asks of you? He asks of you, only this, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Only an utter trust and belief in the one whom He has sent. It is astounding. Because we know that to have faith in Christ from us, it, it doesn't require any work. It doesn't require from us 
the effort that we think of in terms of fulfilling all the laws of God. No, it is freely given to us. And all we do is we receive it with open and empty hands. What's the picture here? You and I are like beggars who need bread. We have nothing to offer God. And God in His infinite mercy and love and grace, He gives to you the bread of life. His own Son. He gives that to you. And we simply receive it as a beggar with open hands. And we have eternal life through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is astonishing. Because something of such infinite value is received by us with no merit or effort on our part. We simply receive it through believing in the Lord Jesus Christ whom God has sent. How can this be? Jesus will go on to say, but even as we considered in the Lord's Supper, we only started eating the bread because it was broken. And we only had the wine because it was poured out of the bottle and the cup. And Jesus uses that same analogy on the night that He was betrayed. And He says, My body is to be broken for you. Just like bread is broken. So we can all dig in and have life through that bread. Jesus says, Only through the breaking of my body and the pouring out of my blood on the cross can you have life. Do you see what's happening here? For us, we have done nothing. But Jesus... He has done everything. He has done everything. And all we do is receive Him through faith. And through Him and in Him, we have life. This is astonishing. That God would grant that to us. And that is the way that we are to receive. And really the question that the Bible was saying to us this morning, is saying to you, God is saying to you, through His Word, have you eaten of the bread of life? Do you have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Please consider the consequences. If you refuse the bread of life, there is only left for you food that perishes. And there is only one destiny awaiting you in the future to perish alongside that bread that perishes. If you refuse the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no other bread of life. It is akin to a child throwing away bread to go eat rocks. It is utter foolishness. And God in His infinite love and mercy has given the world His only beloved Son and done everything required so that we might have life. Take the bread and eat it. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and have life. Why refuse Him? Why refuse this bread which you so desperately need? My prayer is that every one of you has come to the Lord Jesus Christ and has life in Him. You've come and tasted of this heavenly bread which we all so desperately need. And that we all have life in Him. Let's pray now. Father, we thank You so much for Your Word to us. And Lord, we thank You so much that in your infinite love, you have done everything necessary for us to have life. We do not deserve it. Far from it. 
Lord, in all of our rebellion against you, all of our sins against you, we deserve only death as judgment from you. And yet you saw fit in your infinite love to give to us not judgment, but life, life and freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son. Oh, Father, awaken all of our hearts to see our desperate need for the Lord Jesus. And especially if we have never come to Him in faith, help us, Lord, to see our need for Him and give to us that faith which we so desperately need so that we might receive the bread of life which will endure for all eternity, which will grant to us eternal blessedness, eternal happiness with You. Do that work in our hearts, O Lord, and make all of us examples of Your love and kindness and grace. Pray, Lord, that You would do this. All of this we ask. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're just going to sing two more songs now to finish.